This podcast contains sensitive topics such as murder, violence, and sexual abuse. Okay, so here we are, finally, at the long-awaited episode of The Ransom Note. Woo! Um, so I'm, I mean, I, I've said this, I think, nine times in, in the other episode. I'm just very excited about this. Um, so, you know, I think... Because you're a writer. You love writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why. Like, you, you, you like writing and reading and all that. Yeah, yeah and psychology. I, mean, I, I don't and, mind reading, but... I, I mean, would, the ransom note is is the weirdest thing about the entire case. And before we even get into what it says, let's just be really clear about one thing real quick. This house is huge. There are multiple stairwells in this house. And this ransom note was not put in a conventional place like the kitchen counter, um, in her bedroom, or anything like that. It was put on the staircase that specifically Patsy walks down um in the morning which has suggested to the detectives um that this is someone who knew the ramses well um and knew that 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 she would be walking down that stairwell it's not more like where i would put a ransom note but you know to each their own well i i kind of thought about where would i put a ransom note i I don't know. I mean, so first of all, you have to get the child, and you have to get the child out of the house, right, if you're actually right. kidnapping a child. Well, that didn't happen. So you have to write the note mm. in the house, apparently, that make Well, yeah, make we'll, sense. we'll get to that. It wasn't brought to the house with the kidnapper. No. Right, unless they – so it's, it's really not likely that they took the pad and paper – the pad of paper and the pen from the house, left, wrote the ransom note, came back at some – later amount of time and then replace the items exactly where they were initially right. and then try to abduct the child i mean that's so obviously someone came to the either came to the house and wrote the ransom note or allegedly was already in the house and wrote the ransom note right either way ransom note was found on the staircase another part that i really love about this is in stephen thomas's notes um for the case files he makes a point to say that John Ramsey had told the police that he and Patsy made sure to not touch the ransom note and that when they found it on the staircase, they just bent down to look at it. And I, I just, what I find so interesting about that is that, like, no, like, I know, understand that they're a grieving family and I don't mean to, you know, say anything bad about them, but these are the same people that invited like a bunch of people over the very next day. So I always just always thought that that was an odd, you know, thing. It's like, well, we let victim advocates clean our kitchen and all of our friends walk around, but we did not touch the ransom note, which like, good. I'm glad that they didn't. Um, but did they find Patsy Ramsey's fingerprints on that ransom note anyway? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that's not a detail you'd forget, you know, when you're being interviewed and they say, did you touch the ransom note? I mean, someone might say if you touched it, you know, then did you write it? Is that an admission of guilt? You obviously were involved with this note somehow. So maybe they're just trying to avoid any link at all, but they found Patsy Ramsey's fingerprints yeah. on the ransom note. So she touched it, and that's not necessarily saying right, she wrote it. It's totally okay. You see a, a three-page note, you know, laid very neatly on With your, very your specific directions you're about to ignore. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, before we dive in, what Lindsay was talking about earlier is that, and we'll extrapolate on this after we go through the note, but the the notebooks that the Ramseys used to do a handwriting analysis, police found um, torn pages from Patsy's notebook, and in it they also saw um, indents of um, like the marker to suggest that there were other ransom notes because one said um, Mister and, and Mrs. Mrs. Um, so the this note was not only written in the Ramsey house with their paper and pen; it was all, they all the person who wrote it also did like a couple of rough drafts essentially. Um, so that that's what we were referring to when when we said that you know this paper was. You know, what I always thought was curious, though, is that I never, so they said there was at least two drafts that they were able to see the imprints of the pen onto the notebook, which I don't know if you've ever seen um, how they analyze that in a forensic lab. They actually cast different lights and it'll fill in different grooves and ignore other grooves. It's really cool. That is really and, cool. Yeah, and it works really well. So mm. anyway, it has to do with like the depth of the paper and everything, but where did the drafts go? I I have thought about that a lot. I wish Fleet White would have Lushed? looked into the, the like trash can when he got there. Yeah, but... taking it with him. So I mean, you could eat the paper, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I have wondered that quite a bit because there were like quite a few ripped out pages too. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it also it wasn't like they found the, a brand new notebook and started writing on it. It was right. one of her notebooks that she'd been using. It had doodles and other mm -hmm. things written in there, and they Lists turned... And, and, yeah. You know, things like that. So, yeah, it, it, from what it sounds like is allegedly someone had opened the notebook about halfway through and started writing. Wearing gloves or... Uh, uh, presumably, maybe. yeah. Because maybe. there's no fingerprints. I mean, outside of Patsy's, yeah. Well, there's other fingerprints from one of the officers that handled the note. Uh, right. Maybe the one who copied it when early in the morning. Lin Linda Arndt? <laughs> I don't know if it's Linda Arts. I think it might be an officer whose name starts with a W or something. But um, there's like two or three sets of fingerprints, and they identified all of them. Right. Yeah. So here's how we're, we're going to do this. I'll read the note in, in, in its entirety. I, I, Lindsay, can we, I, I can tell you're like, oh, God, I have to hear this note again. <laughs> can we read it together in unison? You want to read this three-page note at the same time? We're going to sound like the creepy kids from The Shining. Mr. <laughs> Ramsey. It's like my Stanley mug. Yeah, well, okay. how, we could play popcorn. You know, like I can read some and then say popcorn. <laughs> and you need to pick it up. I mean, up to you. All right, do you have it pulled up? Um, I actually have a book with a copy of it in here. So. All right. I have it. Okay, so I'll I'll read... And then I'll point to you when, it, when it's time for you. All right. So it goes like this. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We do respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want, to, if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw 118000 from your account. 100000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining 18000 in $20 bills. 
make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an early delivery of the money and hence an early delivery, delivery is crossed out, pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as the police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If, you, if we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned, we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory! S-B-T-C. You know, I'm really jealous that you got to read the last paragraph because it's the best one. Doesn't it just, like, make you, like, get so worked up? It's like, it's up to you now, John. Yeah, it's it's just such a, it's just a good one. Okay, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you and I have read, read this many times. It is very long, and there are times I was reading throughout the whole thing being like, you could have shortened that word, you know, like, yeah. like not the, but uh, at this time we have a daughter in our possession. Like we have your daughter, like that's all you have to say. But, right. um, all right. Well, so, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Continue. No, no, no. I was about to start analyzing the word. So let's, let's, oh yeah. Let's, let's just that. get into it. All right. So literally, um, the first thing I want to examine is Mr. Ramsey. <laughs> I know we're going to go line for line. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I Cause they don't say, Hey Johnny boy. Hey John. No, it's, it's more of that. I just think it's interesting that in the previous drafts, it was Mr. And Mrs. But then they secure it to just Mr. Ramsey. And, I mean, obviously, too, like, John is the one that has the money. And so, like, addressing it, you know, to him specifically. But I think the weirder part of it is that there was a copy that might have existed in the world that said Mr. and Mrs. Ramsey. Um, would that I have changed how your... It would have been. Yeah, I wonder if that would change what the message was or what people thought the purpose of the letter was. Well, because, I mean, you read this letter throughout, and it is all targeted at John, specifically. Right. And it just makes you wonder, in some kind of alternate universe where, you know, the person stuck with Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Ramsey, if it, the content of the letter would have changed at all. I bet you it would have. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so that was all I was going to say on that. So then, now, listen well, carefully. <laughs> hang on. So Mr. Ramsey is, you know, it shows that they're not familiar as well like they're not calling him john right they're not calling him ramsey you know ramsey we have your daughter 
you know, like it's, it's denotes there's not familiarity. It also could be like if um, allegedly Patsy wrote the note, she's trying to distance themselves. Right. From it, well, right? And, and also it can be read as kind of respectful. In a way, yeah. Instead you know, of saying, like, Ramsey, we have right, your daughter. Like um, addressing it at all, but, you know, saying Mr. Ramsey, like. Polite. Yeah, it's almost like polite. And a lot of the tone of the letter does stay polite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things we'll talk about. It, it's a very weird letter. It's not as hateful as you would think a ransom note would be, you know, mm -hmm. like to the person. But um, the next part, listen carefully. So we based our podcast name after like this because um, I don't necessarily agree that it, it's it's that big of a deal. But, you know, some have speculated that the to choose the word listen is an interesting choice. Because we're not listening to anything. Right, we're reading it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of sources, and especially a lot of the books that, you know, you and I have both read, they say, listen carefully, sounds like something a parent would say to a child. Yeah, maternal, a maternal. maternal voice. Can you imagine a mother pointing her finger at a child and saying, listen carefully? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, As opposed to someone with an electric device scanner saying mr ramsey listen carefully right <laughs> right you know but I don't, what's, but i tend to like mess up words like that sometimes too like i'll be like oh i read this thing when i like heard it or like oh i watched this thing when i like listened to it you know not really I don't yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah 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 i know what you mean. It like, happens, like in casual conversation you switch the words and stuff right i do that a lot with um plurals for some reason i don't know yeah. why but yeah so what's interesting about the listen carefully is that maybe they're saying listen to my instructions like yeah i'm giving you my instructions listen right them. like not not being you know um listen to the sound of my voice right like not yeah not being literal about it right um we are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction mm -hmm. i mean this part has been torn up i mean I because you're talking like a, a small foreign faction who only wants one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. so weird this is why i feel like the ransom note is so irrelevant is because it's just <laughs> like it's like if you were to like just have a generator like a, online just give you a bunch of random words like a bunch of random sentences from random books and put them together like that's how right. useful this is well and it's very I mean, it's very, like, John's business heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's very, like, well, what can come after a giant company? Oh, a foreign faction, you know? Right, and so a faction is a group within an organization, actually. Mm -hmm. I, I remember reading this somewhere. And what's weird is they call themselves small, not like, you know, we're everywhere, we're monitoring your every move, we're an enormous organization. It's like, we're, you know, a small group of individuals, hoping that you'll invest in our idea like it's you know, right it's like, right it's yeah like weird um this part i i just absolutely love i just love this the ransom note is so wild we do respect your business but not the country that it serves that just seems like a really pointless thing to say no matter who wrote it like it just seems it again is being very nice to john ramsey like it's saying like hey man we respect your business business is spelled wrong and that's important um we respect your business. Why do you, like, that's just, like, so nice. Like, Extraneous. Mr. Ramsey, we just respect your business so much. Just, like, not the country it serves. Well, I mean, 
wouldn't you think like someone with, with those kind of views why are you going after access graphics and not someone you, know, you don't respect right like the army technology and like stuff like that like it's just such a, a weird thing to say it's like almost like they just wanted to make sure that he knew that like hey man it's not personal like we respect you as a person like what <laughs> i don't know i think it's i think it's um it's definitely a weird thing to say, but it's also an unnecessary, extraneous thing to say. Yeah, it just like, it, it just seems overly polite and just off the wall. Yeah, like why are you trying to butter the guy up? You kidnapped his daughter. Well, and I mean, obviously, the the length of this ransom note is, I think, the longest ransom note that they have on file. That they yeah. have on file. And, it, you know, every expert that I've ever read about with the ransom note has said, like, you know, ransom notes are really to the point. They're like, the hey, short. I have your daughter. Give me $118,000 by this time tomorrow. Or, like, wait for my call for instructions. Or, like... Yeah, it's, like, know. less than five sentences always. I mean, yeah, I, I just picture this being done, like, at a desk. Like, someone took out their feather pen and, like, licked the tip of it and was just, like... Twas the fortnight of thou respect <laughs> of thy business. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the next talk about is the $118,000. So you and I know why this, this is a significant amount. So I'm going to let you go ahead and discuss that a little bit. So $118,000 is the specific amount that John Ramsey was given as a Christmas bonus at his job at Access Graphics. And it is one of the it is one of the reasons that the police looked into the employees of Access Granted, uh, Graphics really quickly because once they figured out the correlation between the two because you know $118,000 was already weird. Like even if you didn't have a bonus, it's a multimillionaire and a small foreign faction is claiming, you know, that they want $118,000 like is very small. So they actually found out that correlation from Access Graphics. Someone, right. I, I believe it was when they were there, yeah. said, hey, this might be important, and they let them know. Yeah, and that's when the police initially went to Access Graphics to talk to the employees. But when they started gathering suspects, like a suspect list, you know, um, some employees from Access Graphics were on there. One, because they were named by the Ramseys, but two because of the $118,000. Um, mm-hmm. Because this is the first big clue in the case that states, like, the person who wrote it knew John Ramsey. Like, they know the family. This isn't this isn't that random pedophile that people thought it was going to be. You know, it wasn't the people, in the way the media first took this case, was that, oh, she was in these pageants, and, you know, some creep must have gotten, like, obsessed with her and, like, came in. Well, this is telling us, this ransom note is telling us that this person's very close to the family. Well, insider knowledge. Exactly. I've also heard people say the theory that perhaps an intruder came in and came in well before they came home and was poking around their house and found the $118,000 documented somewhere in John's office or in his files. Um, that is their vacation home, by the way. So I, I don't right. know how that would be, but that that is one theory that stands is maybe they are just making a red herring out of it well and but you would still think that like even finding that i mean i would think that if if i was you know sneaking into someone's house i would have a ransom amount in mind 
Yeah, two million. But I mean, it's safe. I mean, we we know she's found in the basement, so you know this was either a kidnapping gone wrong or this was never a kidnapping to begin with. Right, and it's really strange that someone who put in so much forethought and detail into this note would just like botch every single thing else <laughs> right. about it. It's just very right. weird. I mean, this this note was you know thought about more than the entire police investigation that day right. like no shit well the thing <laughs> is and the ramsey say like i can't explain why some weirdo showed up at right. my house and spent all this time writing this note that makes no sense i can't explain what a psycho crazy person who would come kill a child in their own house on christmas right. was thinking I, so there's you know there's two sides to that but it's you know so we get through the one hundred eighteen thousand dollars. another weird thing about that amount is how would you split that up is it two people? It's a group of people. Right. It's a small faction. So you you brought that up to me earlier, and I was like, man, that's something I like didn't even think about. Is Math like, that's, people. I mean, that's that's low for an individual. I mean, you you sure. want someone to like, someone's gonna go sneak into a family's house on Christmas to kidnap someone for one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. Even mean, less. Even less if you're splitting it. If you have a exactly. partner and you have a group. A small group, not a big group. I mean, right. we're not trying to scare you or anything. <laughs> right, right. Um, make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. So the reason I read this one over again is that earlier in the note, there are spelling errors. Um, like, just like light spelling errors that, w you know, with the claim of a small foreign faction, you could say, oh, like, maybe they don't know English very well. But then... Come the second paragraph, not only is everything spelled right, but they use a word like attache, which is a pretty sophisticated word to be using in a ransom note. I don't even... So I guess an attache is like a briefcase? Right. I, I see. I didn't even know what that was. No, same. And But with the context, I mean, you assume that it's something to like carry the money in. Um, but then, but then directly after this, so this, this person's like, bring an adequate size attache. It's important. That you bring, you know, be prepared, John. Go to the bank. Do you have okay. everything you need? Do you have John your wallet? John shows up you and license? he got his hands out for the money. <laughs> like, right. But then in the very, on me. the very next sentence, he, they're like, all right, when you get home, put the money in a brown paper bag. And it's like. Then put it in the oven for two hours at 160 <laughs> degrees. Like. Look, so this is just so weird to me because they're like, all right, make sure you bring something big enough to the bank to carry it. But then when you give it to me, just throw it in a dirty brown paper bag that had soil bunch in it. Like, I don't even care. Like, weird. and also I can't conceptualize the idea of what $118,000 cash looks like. I don't But know. would it fit into a brown paper bag? Like a standard lunch brown I paper bag? Know. I don't think so, right? Not with the denominations they're asking for. They're asking for right. a certain amount in $20 bills. I don't know. I just eighteen thousand in twenty dollar bills. Well, like, it says like some know. in hundreds and some is denominated as twenties. But the thing is about using attaché, I felt like maybe they're trying to make the writer seem foreign. Yeah, yeah. Like being your attaché, oh, they return your daughter. Very diehardy. I mean, the the guy in Die Hard was, I think, Russian, but oh, I was that's my French because it's attaché. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. A French foreign faction <laughs> that like kidnaps kids. Wow. Maybe it's maybe they're Serbs because there's an S in there. Oh yeah, maybe. All right. Um, this is probably in my top three favorite parts about this note. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. That's just so nice. Like, they're they're gonna nice. make him run a mile. Like like what did this person like expect? Like he's that like, he's gonna read the note and be like, oh, 
gotta wake up. I gotta go back to bed and get some like good gotta sleep eat. for this exchange, man. Gotta like, eat a, I, a good lunch. So okay, apparently, and maybe maybe this is something you can look up for me right now because I I have mm -hmm. my phone as a thing. So I know that this line, the the delivery, the delivery will be exhausting. So I advise you to be rested. Um, that detectives have said that that is a line from a movie. Because that's a lot of the things about this note that makes it interesting is, according to experts, a lot of these like kind of one-liners that seem out of nowhere are lines from kidnapping movies. I'm looking that up. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you be rested. Yeah. Well, some of the stuff, some of that stuff, they say it's from a movie, but I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're I know, like, I know. It's like reaching. Right. Okay, I'm looking it up. Um, you can go on to the next part if you want. Okay. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. The two, <laughs> okay, so I, I've been talking a lot about how this note is like weirdly nice for, to John Ramsey and this next part, the two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you. Not don't like you, not hate you. They don't particularly it's catty. Like you. That's it's, catty. Yeah, but it's it's just when you think of a ransom note, especially if you know the theory is true that that John says that it's probably an ex employee who hates them, you would think it they would be so much meaner than that. Um, especially because you know this whole note seems to be. I mean, it's a, it's a kidnapping. It seems to be written with, like, emotion, you know? So the line about... Go ahead. Sorry. No, go the ahead. line about being rested is from Dirty Harry. Right. Um, do you know what the actual, like, the line from the movie is? Because I know it, it, it deviates slightly. Yeah, let me pull that up. I don't know. I mean, so... I, it corrected me, too. I advise you be tested. <laughs> oh god. Mm. I've never seen I didn't even I've never heard of this movie. Oh, I like Dirty Harry. So the line from Dirty Harry is it sounds like you had a good rest. You'll need it. Yeah, see, I don't think it's that similar. Because this person's like giving him advice. They're like, hey well, man, you're gonna have a long day ahead of yourself. Like, make sure you're rested is is very different from being like, Oh, I see you're already rested. So like let's get going. Well, it's still got that same tone of like cariñoso, like, oh, you're gonna be need to be rested, rest up. Um, well he, he also says in Dirty Harry, now listen to me carefully. Listen very carefully. That's another Dirty Harry. Same movie. Right. Right. So like, yeah, the listen carefully, except I don't know, man. Like when you watch a movie and a character is saying that audibly out loud to another character, like the context but and also too like this is a small foreign faction that what only watched kidnapping movies and then just put a bunch of kidnapping cliches into like one giant you know well think of if you're not actually kidnapping someone and you want to make it sound like it right you're not right. like a you're not a psycho kidnapper like you might draw in some movie lines yeah um, i mean that's true i personally i don't know i think i would probably like write a code and make them like decipher the code and like write it backwards oh, yeah. but, and like yeah like make like a script like a like a weird looking russian script or something and then like write the note from bottom to top and i bet you they'd right. still figure it out they'd still figure it out i'm sure yeah yeah no the, this one didn't they didn't try to 
Yeah, be short or coded Concise. at all. Or clear. It wasn't right. even very clear. I mean, it was like less <clears throat> clear the longer it gets. Yeah. And so then it gets aggressive at the end. Like I know. suddenly, like I was just kidding. Yeah. He takes the cigar out of his mouth. He's like, yeah, better not try to grow brain. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I know this whole time they're like, look, we respect your business. Like we hope that you're really well rest rested. But then this part happens where it's like, you're not the only fat cat around, John. <laughs> you know, speaking to anyone about your situation, such as the police or FBI will result in your daughter being beheaded. <sighs> like Jesus. Like this turned from like a, listen, you know, we just want some money. We respect you and, yeah. and everything, but it we're also going like, to behead your daughter. Yeah, it literally goes from like tea time to like terrorists in a cave. Yeah, if we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies, which is another line from like another movie, the stray dog one. I think it's. I think the line is something like, "If I see you talking to like a cocker poodle or something like that, like it's ew. weirdly specific." Sorry, I didn't mean to say ew. Dogs are great. <laughs> Um, I'll let you look that up and then I'm just gonna keep going. We're almost to the end of the note though, so you gotta you gotta admit, like I kept like the actual note pretty brief. You know, briefer than the person who wrote the note. Um Oh, this is like a, just another one. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. That that's just again, like why why even write that? Like they already even- made not even we're experts. We're familiar. Right. We 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 watch Law and Order. And we, dabble. Lines. we dabble. We dabble. You know. Yeah. So like, don't try to outsmart us because we do dabble in the in the fine art of uh, law enforcement. Man, maybe it really was Fleet White because he he obviously knows a lot about law enforcement. I'm just. Kidding. Oh, I found the line. I, it doesn't say. Oh, it's also from Dirty Harry. If you talk to anyone, I don't care if it's a Pekingese pissing against the lamppost. The girl dies. <laughs> yeah, I hate freaking movies, dude. They're like movies like that. Classic. Um, it's a classic. You stand a ninety-nine percent chance, not a hundred, but a ninety-nine percent chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. So at least like, like I feel like John Ramsey and Patsy read this note and they're like, We still got that one percent. Like, let's call the police and everyone we know. Let's get the Reverend on the phone. Like, let's get Fleet White to the case, man. Is it bad that it reminds me of that part in Mean Girls when um that girl's like feeling her breast and she goes like there is a 50% chance it is already raining outside <laughs> like, yeah. it's like yeah. so arbitrary yeah <laughs> yeah if you follow our instructions you stand a 100% chance of getting her back okay. um so okay so the so that's interesting like as a math minded person like there there's the statement and then there's like the opposite of the statement i don't know why it's leaving my brain right now what that's called but you, you know, there's like the, I think it's called the converse. Oh gosh, I can't remember. Inverse? Please don't publish this. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just, but it's like the inverted statement basically. So like if, if A, then this, right? So if you don't do this, then this is not going to happen. So if you have a hundred percent chance, if you follow our directions, if you don't follow our directions, you have a hundred percent chance that it's not going to work. Right. right so right, that right. would be the only logical thing to conclude, but yet they use different numbers and it's all this yeah. jabbering um so this is like the very end and it's it's the the paragraph that i was jealous that you got to read um you can read it again you <laughs> a cigar do you want a cigar for this oh I, I do have cigars actually you put it in your mouth and be like listen to my <laughs> well th- i mean this is the part where the note you know jumps the shark 
You know, it's an episode of Happy Days where Fonzie randomly, you know, jumps the shark. Have you heard that expression? Jumps the shark? It's when television shows or, or movies are completely normal, but then all of a sudden they add in, like, some weird thing to it and it jumps the shark. Much like Happy Days, where Happy Days was just, like, this lighthearted comedy, but then suddenly turned into Fonzie doing evil could evil stunts. Um, if you ever watch Roseanne, season nine is considered, like, jumping the shark. It's when... You know, you, you're seeing something and it just changes completely and it's all messed up. And that's how this note is. It's like, all right, kind of weird, kind of weird, but consistent, kind of weird. And then all of a sudden, it's like a different person is talking and now. And they're like, okay, like, don't try to grow a brain, John, which I guess is an, another uh, quote to another movie. Um, you're not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. I just picture, like, the penguin or something from, like, uh, you know, Batman. Um, I don't know this reference. Yeah, I don't think you've ever like even seen the television I, set. Apparently, I I just don't know any. Okay, okay, so from Speed in 1994, you know that I'm on top of you. Do not attempt to grow a brain. That is from Speed. Right. Okay. It's weird. Um, Why are they doing that? It's just like. So then, the last line that I want to talk about, I, I mean, outside of the signature, is use that good southern common sense of yours so that line has been used a lot by the ramsey's friends and the ramsey's as proof that the person knows them just enough but doesn't know that john is not a southerner he's from michigan and it's patsy who's from the south and so they try to say like well clearly it's someone close but not too close so like it has to be someone who just kind of like you know knows us but doesn't know you know like intimate details about us um what could be an outright stranger well they they pretty much you know just i'm saying if you think he's southern but i guess because because of where it was found and stuff and and the knowledge of you know it's about his bonus and everything like they kind of ruled out that it could be like a complete stranger so i want to read this from um perfect murder perfect town by lawrence schiller he says um, to another, the reference to John Ramsey being from the South indicated the writer didn't know John since he was originally from Michigan, and it goes on a bit, and it says, in regards to Patsy Ramsey, she also couldn't understand why the author of the note thought her husband was a Southerner. Right? So, right. they're br they're bringing that up. I mean, of all the things to bring up, like, that that seemed to be, like, the the, the big, like, well, this is just so obvious, right? Even though, I mean, it's like the last sentence, too. So, I mean, I don't know. Whoever wrote it could have put that in at the very end just to be confusing. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, try, I try not to be biased. I mean, either they thought he was from the South and he's not, or they pretended to think from he's, he, they pretended to think he's from the South and yeah. he's not. So it's, like, kind of weird. Well, then, and, of course, it ends with victory, S-B-D-C. What kind of ending is that? It's just S-B-D-C. Like, what the hell is that? Hey, it sounds like a cartoon villain, right? Well, and it's funny, too, how yeah. much, like, people look into, like, what S-B-T-C is. And to be honest, I don't think it means anything. I don't think it means anything. I think it was, all. like, signed A-R-K-T. Like what? Right, what right. Like just like nothing. I just like... made that up. Yeah, and you know, they, I also read that they pointed out there's not a period at the end of that T. S B T C or whatever. There's not a period at the very, very end. 
What is the what is the acronym? Let's see. S S is in snake, B is in mm -hmm. boy, T is in turtle, and C is in cat. So at the end, the after yeah, the there's C, no there's no period after the C. There's yeah. no period. Sloppy, very, very sloppy. sloppy. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, the whole like the handwriting itself is already like kind of sloppy. And but you're right though. Like I'm looking at it now, and like it gets, it's like the handwriting. I encourage anyone who's listening to like you know kind of Google it and and see for yourself. But the first page is like really neurotically written. I mean, like it's squiggly. like all over the place. It's very squiggly, and it does stay like kind of chaotic. But it does straighten out. It does get like less wiggle, like less shaky. And yeah, you're right. It definitely gets. I mean, the like very last paragraph though is like all sorts of messed up. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you kind of, um, so now that, you know, you entertain me by letting me go through the, the ransom note kind of bit by bit and it, it's explaining like not only was it an, an unusual thing to write, but it was also like weirdly placed um, and things like that. This ransom note was used primarily uh, by the detectives to find a, a handwriting analysis with it, right? Because other than the body, this is the biggest piece of physical evidence that they had. Because I mean, like you and I can look at it all day, but there, like, there are actual like handwriting analysis experts that really like went over this with a fine tooth comb when comparing it to writing samples that they, you know, retrieved. So I'll start with the expert that was actually hired by the Boulder Police Department, and his name was Donald Foster, and he is one of the people that helped capture the Unabomber through his handwriting analysis skills, so he is an expert in the field. He's a forensic linguist, I believe is his title, and so what's interesting about him is he said, you know, Patsy Ramsey definitely cannot be ruled out, and he thinks that she wrote it. And in Stephen Thomas's book, at some point he talks about how um, since Stephen Foster's opinion didn't fit the narrative, they basically tried to ruin his career. And by they, I mean allegedly the DA. So um, apparently back when all this started, before Donald Foster was actually retained on the Boulder Police Department's um, as an expert, uh, to study the ransom note, he sent a letter to Patsy Ramsey in support of her saying, I know there's no way you guys could have done this. Like, I'm really sorry about what happened to you. This is just sad and awful. And, and I mean, I guess that's like a thing people did sometimes where, you know, you might send someone fan mail or send someone a supporting letter if you're trying to, you know, if you were really touched by the case and whatnot. Well, apparently the lawyers um, for the Ramseys became aware of this and they said, well, therefore Donald Foster is not impartial. But what's really curious about that is he didn't say she didn't write the note because he's a big fan of hers or whatever, or she didn't write a note because there's no way she could have done it. He said she definitely cannot be ruled out. In fact, I think she wrote it. Um, but yeah, he did spontaneously write her and say that his opinion of her was that she was innocent and it literally ruined his reputation. And the um, DA said, if you don't admit that you're compromised on this and that you can't um, study this letter impartially, then we're going to say it. 
Right. Cause I mean, how do you like, from his standpoint, like, how do you justify that? Like you shouldn't be contacting them period, but how do you contact them and, and say the opposite of what? Well, he's trying to be impartial and do his job. That's what it is. And that's what right. he did. So, right. I mean, it's just kind of strange that, I mean, I mean, it literally ruined his career. Right. So, which is sad because it sounded like he was pretty brilliant, but, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be contacting them. Like, he didn't know he was going to be retained. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess that happened before. I mean, are you saying you've never written a letter to a murder suspect (laughs) and said you know they're innocent? Like, come on. Aye, aye, aye. Don't try to grow brain, Sam. (laughs) Right. You listen here, Lindsay. (laughs) Listen, see. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So, like, pretty much everything... Like I've read um, about the the handwriting analysis is allegedly it, it all points back to Patsy. Um, there, you know, multiple experts that, that were talked about in Steve Thomas's book, um, where they, I mean, they had to like write a lot of samples. I mean, they had to write the right hand, her left hand. Like, I mean, yeah. Oh, 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 no, no, not her. The overall number of samples like the overall, they collected yeah. was like sixty-four. But do you know where they collected her like official handwriting sample? They did. I mean, they they had her do it a couple times, but the I know the the one you're talking about though, because the the first one they took was at the house on the December twenty sixth. But later in the investigation, when they had her do it again, where was it? It was like it was at the kitchen table of Hofstrom's home, and Hofstrom is the district attorney. district attorney. Yeah, because I remember there was like some he got in some like big hot water mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, Chief Sorry. Tom Kobe, who rarely got upset, almost shouted at Hostrom in disbelief when he learned of it. You took a handwriting exemplar from a murder suspect in your home? That's yeah, from well, it's, it's Steve Thomas's book. Like, inappropriate, right? Oh, oh, my God. That's just unethical. That is yeah. unethical, allegedly. Anyway. Well, and they, 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 like, tested, you know, they, like, looked at handwriting from, like, other sources and, like, just couldn't see it. But I, and different people. I, well, yeah, and what I did find fa- fascinating is that so patsy was kind of on the radar pretty pretty big with this note like specifically because they had looked at like scrapbooks that she had made where there was like her handwriting on there and compared them to that because that's i mean that's like natural you know your natural handwriting because they said that I, I I think a lot of people do this when someone's like here like we need your handwriting sample sample we'll try to write perfectly you know or even um, di- differently yeah like just to like you know whatever and so they like looked at actual you know handwriting samples for her in the, in the scrapbook and they noticed all these like similarities and then when they interviewed John and Patsy four months later and they're asking her about her handwriting they were like oh like didn't did you write this thing in your scrapbook and she'd be like I don't know I don't remember. You don't know. Like she refused to say like that she wrote anything on there, right? I mean, that's a smart move whether you're guilty or not. Like that's kind of a smart move to be like maybe I don't know, could have been anybody. Could have been anyone. Yeah, Someone exactly. Could have been sitting in my house for hours writing in my scrapbook. I don't know. Well, I mean, that was a smart move too because if she had said yes, they'd been like, "Well, fun fact, we had like looked at this." Yeah. But no, she was like, "I don't know." And they it really took them by the surprise, but also um in in these like newsletters and scrapbooks like these writings that they got from her she uses the word attache and the word hence 
in those. Wow. Well, I Isn't that wild? Hence is a word that you might use, but attache is not. That is not a common, yeah. No, it's and, so uncommon. But they would say like, oh, do you remember writing this? You know, the, and it's like a sentence in one of her newsletters. It's like attache. And she'd be like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> so bringing it back to the experts, one expert that I found credible was Sina Wong. And she is a court qualified document examiner with 22 years of experience with forensic document examination and handwriting analysis. And she's worked for attorneys, been called to testify in court, Fortune 500 companies, et cetera. So she, I, and also she carries herself in a very um, poised and intelligent way. If you um, ever see her talk about specifically the Ramsey note, it's actually worth a watch. And she concluded to ABC News that it is highly probable Patsy Ramsey wrote the note. Um, she spent three weeks examining this note and she compared it to 100 different samples of Patsy's writing, and she found 200 similarities between the two. And then she says in this article, you will see that just with the A's, the ransom note writer has four different variations of the letter A, and then Patsy Ramsey uses the same variation of the four different types of A's. Um, so I, I mean, there's, there's a, they've had this letter analyzed by a ton of experts. The one thing I noticed is, so if you hear, uh, you never hear of the experts that the Ramseys hired coming out mm -hmm. and saying she right. definitely didn't write this. Cause here's why, if they're retained by the Ramseys lawyers, they can't release anything that is incriminating to the Ramseys. Oh, right, 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 right. So... So the fact, you're almost saying, like, be, the fact that, like, they were silent on the note. It's is, almost an indication of, like, right. you know. When, when, whenever you tell me that A thing, I always, like, try, I always wonder how many different variations of A's I have. Oh, my God. That was just, like, a I, random, I, like, input. But, like, can you imagine, like, they find a ransom note and they're like, oh, Sam, like, you have 18 variations of the letter A. I'd be like, what? Oh, my God. My handwriting has changed it changes so much all the time and it's just very terrible i don't know i just and i write like in cursive kind of like not really okay so we also wanted to discuss the profile that the fbi came up with for someone who wrote the letter it was um the fbi forensic linguists that look at the way someone writes um the subject matter um when i say the way they write i mean like the words they're using how they're addressing people um, certain things to like, uh, the, the feminine style of speaking versus a masculine style of speaking, like masculine right. is straight to the point and feminine is more like I'm making my point as I'm speaking it to you. Right. 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 So, so what do you think? Do you know, do you know what that profile is? So I, I do know that they, they say that the, the writer of the note is intelligent and educated. Um, Beyond that, I'm like not really sure. Um, female. Yes, I, yeah, they did. They did say it was someone 30s. female. Okay. That's you know fits with somebody that was on the yeah. suspect list. Well, now, I mean, yeah, it's no secret that the 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 theory of of the ransom note and and the author of it has always come back to Patsy Ramsey. Um, it's that's not definitive. That's not. No. When I say when I say that, what I mean is that 
these, these detectives and these these writing experts always seem to come back to Patsy Ramsey. We obviously don't know if she wrote the notes, but with the profile and with the analysis and things like that, um, it always does come back to Patsy Ramsey. Yeah, when you say it comes back, it just means they have they can't necessarily definitively rule her out, but I'm sure... I mean, there's people that have said John Ramsey wrote the note, you know, which is, I, I don't, I don't know. And the, there's still a possibility that someone broke in and wrote three drafts of it in their house and like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, dirty Harry. <laughs> I mean, as you and I know, like the invader, the invader, the intruder. Thank you. I was like invader, 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 invader. I was like, my brain was like, don't say invader. And I was like, invader. <laughs> and my brain was like, not invader. And, and I was like, invader. Invader. I barely know her. Oh my God. <laughs> We've been doing this too long. I'm already like sick of you. Put a put a put a dollar in the fuck off jar. What? Um, it was just such a bad joke. Anyways, the intruder theory does exist, and you know it's something we're gonna cover because, like we've said before, like you and I don't know who, you know, murdered John Benet Ramsey, and we probably never only, will. Yeah, likely we'll never will. But you know what we wanted to do was come back with the facts, and unfortunately, the facts say that. Of, you know, the people on the list of suspects or even people of interest, Patsy Ramsey is the only person on that list that cannot be ruled out for writing the ransom note. Right. And that's the narrative you get from the Boulder Police Department detectives. I don't know that that is the narrative you would get from the DA's office. They would say well, we yeah. are still investigating and stuff like that. So well, I mean, we, we'll do, a, like, an entire episode on, on the police politics behind all of this. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's a common theme, but... Yeah, so one of the first suspects that the Ramseys named back at the house, when they're like, is there anyone that might, you know, be trying to um, get money from you? Can you think of anybody, you, you know, that... And, and, and the, the people they named were some people at work, some of his ex-employees, but Patsy Ramsey said... Well, the housekeeper just asked me for a two thousand dollar loan. Yeah, so. and the house they you know one of one of the reasons the Ramseys said the housekeeper too was that the police asked if there is anyone who had a key to the house because they couldn't find a point of entry, and so they're asking like, is there anyone besides you guys who have a key to the house? And that's when Patsy named the housekeeper. Oh, and they said. So that's why she brings up the $2,000 loan. Mm -hmm. So the second that they pointed the finger at the housekeeper, um, the police went and interviewed her and her husband. And the husband, they said he was kind of suspicious. I I don't know if he was, you know. Well, he he struggled really badly with alcoholism. Right. So, you know, I don't want to speak badly of him because I I don't know this complete situation. So I don't know if he was drunk, intoxicated, or celebrating or what. Who knows? Right. So, you know, don't come for me on that. But. Um, it sounded like in the notes they said he appeared intoxicated and they put him on the suspect list because some yeah. of the stuff he said about the murder and they, they don't go into detail. Like he might've said something like, oh, what was he strangled? You know? And it's like, what? yeah, right. What? You know, like they don't know how he, he might've known. He was like a very like blunt person. It sounded yeah. like, and you know, he, he claimed he had, you know, been to the Ramsey's house before to help out. Mm-hmm. He, they, he said he was just there recently taking out um, Christmas decorations. So he was like, those, both of them were great 
first leads on suspects because on one hand, you know, the housekeeper's a female, which goes with the, the author of the ransom note. She had intimate knowledge of the family. She had a key to the house. But both of them were ended up being ruled out. So when they informed the housekeeper, she collapsed with grief when she found out John Benet was dead. And yeah. she actually hand wrote a condolence letter to Patsy. Mm-hmm. And um, they eventually ruled her out, but they did take a handwriting sample from her and they were asking her to write things like attache and beheaded, which led her to think that um, the child was beheaded. Right. And so she started sobbing. Well, and I guess like, so another thing that's interesting about the housekeeper is that I guess she had told Patsy numerous times that, you know, with the pageants and everything, she had said to her, like, one day that girl's going to be kidnapped. Ooh. Yeah, she did say that. But when the police told her about what happened with John Bonet, she, it, when she was sobbing, she said, I told them, like, I told them that this would happen, you know, that they don't watch her enough and, like, yeah. you know, you know, and it's, it's, it's more of a, I, I viewed it as, like, a very traditional kind of older person thing to Maternal. say. Like, you know, don't let I your always, girl out, like, alone, yeah. you know. And, I always worried about her and... Right. Like, I don't think when she was saying, like, one day she's going to get kidnapped, I don't think she was saying, like, someone's going to break into your house, kidnap your daughter in the middle of the night, and kill her in the basement. She was saying, like, why do you let her go ride her bike around the neighborhood alone? Like, why do you let her do mm. these pageants? You know, like... Because I, I know the housekeeper, I think, is coming from a traditional place where, like, you know, little girls don't wear makeup and, like, entice mm-hmm. the men. You know what I mean? And, yeah. So, that that was, like, a, a big thing for a while, too, was that, you know, she had told um, Patsy Ramsey that if they don't watch John Bonet more carefully... Um, who knows what could happen. Who knows what could happen to her, right? Um but, She's like a perfect child. She's like a prize, right? Well, and like I think too, like when you when you kind of look into this case, and you know, we'll talk about the other suspects that come in, into play, like Bill McDonald, for example, um, Santa Bill, Santa Bill. Aww. Like grown men were kind of intoxicated by John Benet Ramsey, and I think like that's kind of what the maid was talking about, being like, you kind of let these men around, and you don't really like know who they are, and like, right. you have this little girl who's been taught to flirt very young, and like be kind of well. Hang on, hang on. I don't know if I would agree with that, but I know what you're saying. Like, to no, that that's what she said. She said that. Yeah, like to wow. to John to um Patsy Ramsey. Flirting specifically? That they were teaching her how to flirt too young. Yeah, I mean, that's part of pageants, though. That's what she was saying. Right. But, I mean, you're not, like... Like, if you're going to do those things, don't let her, like, go ride her bike, you know, Yeah. Well, most people that knew Jean Benet were, like, uh, infatuated and just, like, they... Everybody just adored her. Like, she was so... charming. She was so adorable and sweet and interesting, and she wanted to know things, and she wanted to learn things, and she wanted to talk to people, and she's just a little kid, you know? Well, she was really talented, too. Yeah, that, too. So they, I mean, they always say that she had, like, natural talent. Well. Um, is there anything else on the ransom note? I think that about covers it for now. Like, if there's, you know, anything else, we'll put it in the, the evidence portion of our podcast, but I, I'm just really geeked 
that we were able to do this one because you, you know my feelings about the ransom yeah. note. <laughs> I just feel like nothing in this case makes sense. And that's even without considering the ransom note. Like once you have the ransom note in, it's like Alice in Wonderland. Right. It's like walking through this world that like is like completely makes no sense. And you're like, oh, there's a caterpillar smoking hookah. Okay. Like, <laughs> right. like, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the ransom note is completely symbolic of the entire case. Yeah. It's a good uh, metaphor for how chaotic and unusual and out of the ordinary everything well i mean think about like how dramatic this case has been already like on one hand we have this ransom note that's using dirty hairy quotes and then the next moment you have patsy ramsey begging god to raise lazarus but like raise john benet like you have these like really intense scenes happening right? right you can picture it yeah, very vividly. And it also seems like things that are really easy to be distracted by. Right. I mean, if you're stupid. Well, not if you're <laughs> I mean, picture the cops, though. Like, they they get to this, you know, house and there's a three-page ransom note. Like, that's a lot to, like, to work through. go through, you know? Totally. And, I mean, shit. They were probably, Fleet White probably checked the entire house before the police even finished reading that ransom note. I, I still think the police were, like, very understaffed. Like, I think, I don't think that's a good representation of the Boulder police. I think, you know, they, it was, a, uh, the cards were just stacked against them. And yeah. and then I think, you know, it just got worse and worse. But um, Before we go, I, I do want to state one thing about the housekeeper. And that is, like, you know, th- this part of the story always makes me sad. Because this woman always seemed like a really, like, gentle like authentic person who just like loved John Denae so much but I can't help but wonder like maybe after this happened she could have like sought other employment maybe as like a victim advocate somewhere um because she already has the victim advocate skills of dusting and mopping and cleaning um that most victim victim advocates need to to need to know how to do get off the stage (laughs) do i have to put a dollar in the fuck up jar get off the stage i i I really like i i meant to make that joke a lot earlier because i I thought about it like an hour ago um well actually it'd be very fitting because she is a suspect and she could go around and move all the evidence around yeah she just clean all the evidence off just like the victim victim advocate just move it around and walk through everything yeah yeah, maybe the body could have been moved a fourth time. Who knows? I got, yeah, who knows, man. I mean, it's crazy because, like, I know, like, I know if I ever found a body, like, I never have. But if I found a body, I would know not to touch it. Oh, same. You know, I've like, you, you seen... check a pulse. No, no pulse, man. don't touch it. I, I, I've actually seen a dead body and I didn't touch it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's In that's... a nursing home? No. That was a good guess. In the bathroom at an establishment that I used to work at. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off recording. But yeah, you don't touch a dead body. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you're literally just making it harder for the investigators. Yeah, you you just look at it and then you go outside and chain smoke until the police get there. (laughs) That's what I did. (laughs) That's really specific. (laughs) You can really, you can call me Fleet White, you know. I'm just (laughs) abiding by the rules. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I guess um, 
I mean, that's pretty much it for the ransom note. I mean, we could go on and on about it, just like the ransom note goes on and on. But it's and just, and we have. <laughs> it's just a red herring when it comes down to it. It's something that, you know, someone wrote in the house mm -hmm. to distract from the fact that the child was murdered. Exactly. Whether there was ever an initial intention of kidnapping, I, I sort of doubt it, but maybe there was by yeah. an intruder and shit hit the fan. And yeah. So we'll... Yeah, nothing's definitive, but we can agree that it is at least unusual. Do we know what we're going to be covering next week? Autopsy. Autopsy, great. Autopsy. That's a that's a heavy one. So I have my uh, uh, notated, annotated, sorry, autopsy. Okay. Right here. It's ready. It's Good. fresh. Okay, well, we're not doing a third episode tonight. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's sitting right here. I could start reading it. Nope. Good. <clears throat> so it's 